Hearted journal keeper, and the prospect of exploring another writer's life was irresistible. From the very first page of Journal of a Solitude, I felt a kindred connection with Sarton. A keen observer of life, she wrote passionately and artistically about the world around her. Morning dew blanketing the grass in her backyard, a vase full of daffodils bathed in sunlight on her desk, or a glistening tomato freshly picked from the garden. These ordinary snapshots of life took on new meaning under her poetic scrutiny. In addition to capturing the beauty of her surroundings, Sarton was also fiercely honest about her inner world. Throughout the journal, she confessed her irritation at the demands of managing a busy household, her sadness at not being properly recognized for her work, and her frustration at navigating the tricky business of being a private woman with a public life. Sarton went on to write a series of journals, and when I finished one, I turned eagerly to the next. Michael was right. During my struggles to craft a new book, I never stopped keeping a journal. Since childhood, I've been hungry to understand myself and the world around me, and writing has been my vehicle for that exploration. Writing comforts me. It connects my head and my heart, allowing me access to hidden feelings and new perspectives. I write to make sense of the inner chaos I experience at times and to make the unconscious conscious. By processing my daily life on the page, I open myself up to insights that heal and support my growth. Keeping a journal also helps me to stay tethered to my inner life, especially when my outer life feels hectic or overwhelming. Now, staring at my husband across the dinner table, I was surprised by the sudden rush of excitement that filled my body. Could this be the next evolution of my work? Giving readers an inside look at how I actually live a life dedicated to growth and healing? Might this format be a welcome change? In my weekly blog, I'd made the shift from offering how-to advice to sharing personal stories about the ways in which I was doing my best to live a more authentic life, and readers had responded favorably. I did it because I wanted people to know they weren't alone and that in spite of having become a recognized authority in the self-help world, the truth was, I struggled too. Within moments of considering the idea, however, my enthusiasm gave way to doubt. Who would want to read about my daily life? What could I possibly teach readers in a journal? And even if I could pull it off, did I really want to make myself so vulnerable? What if my most intimate thoughts were met by criticism or ridicule? Or, nearly as bad, what if the book was ignored? I spent a few days mulling over the idea, and, as I did, my doubts gradually receded. Publishing a journal would give me a chance to teach by example. It would allow me to show readers how to learn from life, how to use day-to-day experiences as a catalyst for growth and empowerment. And it would also give me a chance to share the tools, support, and resources I use myself. So it was that I decided to follow May Sarton's lead. Inspired in a way I hadn't been in a long time, I went to work, and my renewed appetite for writing told me I was on the right track. That's how this book was born. One of the great advantages of keeping a journal is that it provides a way to reflect on our lives. After doing this for more than 40 years, I'm still surprised by how a messy, non-linear process can provide such clarity and perspective. While at the time I had no idea where this particular journal would lead, it's clear to me now that these pages tell the story of what happened 
when I made the decision to move on from writing self-help and in doing so discovered that there was something much bigger going on. A new awareness of my mortality had set in, and it caused me to begin reevaluating everything, my work, my marriage, my friendships, and my priorities, in that light. Years of success left me feeling grateful and blessed, but as I entered my fifties, I started to feel something else, anxious and unsettled. Was I really happy? Did I still feel stimulated and satisfied with my work? Now that the finish line of life was creeping closer, was I really living or just going through the motions? This is the existential world I entered as I began this journal in the middle of a busy speaking schedule. While my aim was to chronicle my experiences in present time, I've chosen to include some background information now and then to provide helpful context. This book is an honest account of what happened when I started listening to my